Welcome back. This is your internet uncle. Today, we're going to talk about drinking. Not just regular everyday drinking, but drinking drinking. There are reasons why I don't really drink anymore. One, I'm fat, so I'm trying to not be fat. Two, I don't like the idea of paying the hidden uh, booze tax, the sin tax, which increases year after year to make up for the fact that you know they don't generate enough revenue other ways. But in any case, this is before I worried about all of this, including the time I shotgun a beer. I've only shotgun a beer once. Good times. It was good times because we were camping, and there I was camping with a bunch of people. Uh, you know, they, they complained they'd never actually shotgun beer before. So, you know what? We said, hey, we, you know, we're going to learn to shotgun beer, and we're going to have a competition and see who can finish this off the fastest. So we got shown how to do it by someone. All right, so we all got lined up, and they put on a raincoat I luckily had with me that day, and because I was warned that there'd be a you know, beer spring everywhere. So we all got our cans. I can't remember what we drank. It was some crap beer or whatever, right? So we were supposed to shake them up, Generally, poke it with a knife or something, or create a hole in the bottom, right? You know, put your mouth again, it lift it upright, and then crack it, and it would flush the beer into your system. So, listen to the instructions. We all knew what to do. We lined up. We shook our cans. I decided, you know what? I'm not going to be a pussy about this, right? So, I took my pen knife, and it wasn't like a subtle, like, slow crack open. I just, I stabbed the bitch. I cranked the knife, right? Took it out, right? Beer sprayed everywhere. Uh, put my mouth on it and I cr flushed the rest of it into my system. I finished first because I sprayed half the beer onto everyone else. It was refreshing. Also, never trust to read it with a knife. So at a party, uh, I was nominated to make drinks for some reason. This first and only time, probably. And not knowing what I was doing, I never really made cocktails before. And I was like, especially the ones they, they asked for. And I was looking up uh, you know, recipes and stuff, and I was like, oh, what does it mean by parts? Oh, parts must mean shots, I decide, right? So I start making, like, a really stiff fruit punch. All right? So when people start complaining the drinks are really strong, I said, ah, no, it's just your imagination, right? And boy, was it a party, right? And boy, were the hangovers terrible the next day. I got yelled at. So, for my notes and my terrible memory, those drinks were for uh, a bunch of the girls. I think the guys were shared some, but we're mainly drinking beer or whatnot. So, for the bachelor party, for the guy who married one of the girls, right? You know, we get. I can't remember exactly what we did. Oh, I know this. There was a lot of drinking, a lot of beer and whatnot. And I'm not to blame for getting the groom really drunk, right? That was everyone else. I am at fault, though, for bringing lychee liquor and feeding it to him whenever I could. Because he ended up being passing out. This is summertime, thankfully. Passing out on the front lawn of his apartment building. Right, and he said he tasted like lychee for the next few days. Every time he burped, threw up, whatever. In any case, on to my drunken shenanigans. Right. 
<laughs> the worst times I've ever gotten drunk. You should involve Frank the Tank for whatever reason. Right? First time is uh, Frank the Tank's wedding. That was a five-peaker. That was one where uh, I tried snuff for the first and only time. So far, and hope I never do again. But boy, I could feel the fiberglass cut up my lip there. And then going back to my place with Beardsley, and he was fine. You ever watched the Hangover video by Psy? You know, with Snoop Dogg? Beardsley is Snoop Dogg, and I am Psy, just puking my guts out. The second worst uh, Hangover era was after my own wedding. You know, the party I had at my uncle's place for going home. That was a three-puker. Clearly went into a bag, which I checked onto a... Ho Chi Minh City Road. Take that city. The other one was, next one is going on to Billy Bob's in Red Deer for a weekend in Red Deer with Frank the Tank. Oh boy. Uh, so we went out to the bar the second night. I almost got picked up by a cougar the second night. The next one after that, the fourth worst thing was like before I moved to Calgary for my first co-op term, I had fed. A triple shot of chartreuse at one point. That was brutal. And the fifth one, actually, it's kind of funny enough. you think this would be worse. It was actually the first night I went out drinking with Beardsley and, and the gang. <laughs> at, uh, so that ties into some the blackouts I've had. So the very first one I ever had was actually not related to any of these uh, hangovers. I guess this one would be my sixth worst hangover. Because we started, uh, it was for my ball hockey team. We were having a kind of little fundraiser pub crawl. And Frank Tank brought out this little Mickey of tequila he wanted us to share, right? Kind of a pre-drink, right? And I finished it all, not, you know, being selfish and not realizing we we're supposed to share, right? Because I, like, I drained the bottles, like, there's only, I think, uh, an inch left. And it's like, you're supposed to share that, John. Oh, I tend to do that. I've I've come to learn that uh, my true true nature is being very selfish, especially when it comes to food and booze. Any case, Frank's wife made us a bunch of uh, tequila-based drinks, right? Uh, I think they were like tasty shots. All I know is I blacked out for the first time that night, and I came to, and I was like dancing like a monkey on upstairs of a double-decker bus we had rented. Right, and everyone was cheering me on. The next thing I knew, my butt cheeks were cold because me, my captain, and uh, my buddy, the captain's cousin, were mooning cars on the white mud. Right, then I kind of phased out again, and I was being hauled around by my buddies because uh, we were because so, we kind of met up with uh, Frank and Krusty's wives, and we we're supposed to keep partying the night, but. I was obviously done, and I got hauled back to my buddy's place to pass out. So, that hangover I had in uh, Vietnam, so that was the second time I blacked out. So I found that Vietnamese resicker also has the same uh, blackout effect as tequila, because after getting married at the ex's parents' place, and we got back to my family place, I'll get to more into this once I get a divorce episode recorded. I'm kind of procrastinating on that. Right, kind of like uh, my uncle was rebuilding his house, and he had a party 
you had planned a party for, you know, whenever people come over, you always have a party, right? So we kind of had a party, you know, um, a little bit drinking with my new in-laws. They left, right? So there's stuff, food and liquor left over. So you started drinking with my uncle's contractors, right? So in Vietnam, what you do uh, to be polite is, I, and I don't know if this has been changed due to COVID or not, said, you know, you'll share a drink with someone older than you, right? As a sign of respect, right? You'll invite someone to drink either someone a generation or two generations above you or, you know, a, um, someone in your generation but older than you, you know, as a mark of respect, right? And depending on how they drink, you respond in kind of, they have half a shot, you finish the other half. If they finish a shot, you finish one. So being a newlywed, yes, honor, they asked me to drink first, right? So I plow, just polish off shot. And it, all the countries like, were excited. It's like, hey, this, this Canadian boy can drink, right? So, you know, I drank with all of them. I think there was about uh, like eight guys or so. I remember looking up into the sky. It's beautiful, you know, this evening, you know, not too hot. And I came to, sm as you know, myself, like kind of yelling and banging on the table for my dad's older sister, my auntie, yelling at me, John, your wife's on the phone. She was not, not happy. And I did the old, hi, honey. Oh, you made it back okay? That's great. Thinking I was, you know, being smooth, right? And totally sober. Yeah, I came back a couple months later, right? And the next other in law was like, you were drunk that night. It's like, yeah, mom, I was. But boy, and I passed out and I woke up, right? I... Did the old, like, because they were supposed to fly out the next day. I was like, oh, I, I got my wallet. We're all good. Or my wallet and my passport. Okay, everything's good. Oh, shit. I had to go throw up. Right? So I ran out, out the door up to the front gate and I threw up at the corner. I threw up another time at some point And I threw up uh, on the minibus back to the city into a bag. And it smelled so awful. The driver's just, throw it out. I was like, okay. Throw in the corner. I almost hit someone with a bag of puke. And uh, the third blackout was when I went to Mexico. And I hadn't been drinking that hard, even though it's all inclusive. And I started the day with a Rob Roy. And if you know what a Rob Roy is, you're going, ah, oh, shit. Or maybe not, or just laughing at me. And if you don't know what a Rob Roy is, it's a drink of whiskey on top of scotch. I had no idea what it was. I didn't have my phone on me to look it up because I had locked things up because I was just down the pool. And this was 9 in the morning, and I kept drinking. So, you know, we got uh, talking. I met a newly, newly met a couple. They eloped. They were interracial, and the Caucasian groom's family did not appreciate that, you know, married a black girl. He was from Chicago, so I'm not sure who started it, right? Uh, I'm... Like to say I didn't because we did some like kind of like pool games, right? And the announcer was calling him Mr. Chicago, so everyone called him Mr. Chicago, right? All I know is that you know, get talking. I was hope you know, I was hope wishing him the best future, and hopefully his family would come around, that kind of stuff. And at some point, all the tourists were disappeared, and it was surrounded by local Mexicans, local Mexican businessmen. They had a conference or something, a golf tournament, right? And I, you know. Started chatting with them, and actually some of the hotel staff, like, they were off, and they started coming by and, you know, hanging in the pool and having drinks. And I'd be getting fit, you know, handed, like, tequila shots, so I'd toast guys, and 
you just kind of talk about whatever, you know, this macho things. I think I talked about strippers, strip clubs in Canada at some point, how they're awful, except in Quebec. And next thing I came, to, you know, I came to in my, in a bed, in a bed, because I wasn't sure where I was at first. And I was like, oh shit. So I looked around and I was like, wrapped up. I'm like, and, you know, I started, you know, I got up. I'm like, well, no, I passed out again. And when I finally got up, I could say, okay, I need to go to the washroom and throw up. I'm like, okay, I'm in my hotel room. I was smart. I locked everything up. I lost like a pair of sandals. I left them in the pool and, you know, not that someone stole them. They just left there and be like, who are these? No idea. Right. Someone's now. And, you know, I had puked on a console table and I went to a place where they didn't, you know, they weren't supposed to tip the staff. And Big Ed said, you know, even those places you still, you know, tip them, right? And I tried and they didn't take it. But this time, because I puked everywhere, right? I left them at 20 years old and I said, please take this. I've made a terrible mess. And I kind of started remembering, I'm like, I think I puked in the elevator. But when I took the elevator down, it was all cleaned up. But I was really screwed up. And I actually ran into Mr. Chicago and his wife. And it's just like, oh, good, you're alive. We were worried there for a second. I was like, uh-oh. And I got annoying looks from some of the security guards and some of the hotel staff. <laughs> Anyways, I tried having breakfast, and it, my body wasn't having it. Right? And I felt really bad because I took it, like, you know, filled a plate, and I ate, like, half. And I apologized to the, you know, restaurant staff. And they said, you know, not, not to worry. I guess other people do this all the time. I, I don't like wasting food. But I was just like, I'm feeling awful. So I actually looked up and I found uh, kind of like an Asian fusion place run by a Vietnamese lady from New York City. And that day, like she makes various noodle soups. Like one day it was pho. Another day it was ramen. Another day it was a Korean noodle soup. But that day luckily was pho. Right. And I went and had it. And the prices weren't cheap. Right. But it was very good. It's actually one of the best ones I've had outside of Toronto. Definitely anything I've had in Edmonton. And it was so good, I actually asked for a second bowl. Right? And from that point on, the rest of my trip, I you know, had just had light sips of very light drinks. Right? No more uh, <clears throat> blackout nights. But jumping around a little bit, I'm just going to go back to Frank the Tank's uh, wedding. You know, it was a long Catholic service, uh, followed by a banquet in Devon. It was open bar. So for the first couple hours, we were just, like, there were just bottles placed, you know, bottles of liquor and, you know, mixed pop and whatever, just, you know, just serve yourself. All right. So that's what we did. You know, just, so we're making, like, pretty stiff drinks, like, you know, half and half, pretty much. And at, I think halfway through my second, like, pretty strong drink, I noticed Krusty is drinking Ryan Gingers. So I had to plan. On one of my trips up, you know, I get get a new drink, but I also get a full glass of rye, and I hide it, you know, out of Krusty's view, you know, behind, like, there's, like, a centerpiece or something. And every time, you know, Krusty had a sip of his drink and he turned away, I topped it up with a little more rye, right, and Krusty was fucked. The next day, he said he was really screwed, but he got his revenge, like, he inadvertently, because he got Dairy Queen the next day after we came to we got cleaned up uh, after drinking all night with Frank the Tank's cousins because he brought in Dairy Queen and the smell like made me run and go throw up anyways 
so I, I got one on Krusty there. And he blamed Beardsley for it for years. That's why I fessed up. It's fantastic. Actually, for whatever reason, he blamed everything on Beardsley. But that's kind of fucked. Anyways. So so that night, we continued drinking. And then we drank uh, till 11. And they shut everything down, right? But Frank and Thang's cousins, they're friendly ruler. And so we started drinking with them. Now they got more beer. And we finished off what was left in the and the dining uh the banquet hall you know they got someone bought more beer we were drinking i missed a booty call very obvious one where a chick put my leg between her legs and when i go looking for it, people were like you're an idiot she wanted you to go with her so i went around banging on random people's doors at one in the morning and i came back after doing a walk of shame so i drank some more and that's when someone brought out snuff like i saw beardsley pass on it and i said ah whatever i've never tried this before Worst mistake, it shot me awake, and I was really fucked. And I'm pretty sure contributed to my hangover the next day, or actually later that day, because we had this idea. Well, I had this worry that we had to like get up early to clear out, so we went to bed at like seven and woke up at like ten. So I think I threw up a couple times, threw up again at the gift opening. I went to like go <laughs> lie down beside piano in the corner right and all of frank and tanks relatives are just funny and laughing <laughs> thinking like i couldn't hold my you know because the stereotypes asians can't hold their drink right and everyone else is sleeping so rather than sleeping you know in a bed properly slept by in a corner by his piano and crusty uh tried to get one of uh frank the tank's younger cousins or nephews or something it kicked me but and beardsley was fine because this is when he was in his prime so he was just like he could just digest like him and him and dennis you get just power through any any amount of booze is and weird i was, i'm the weakest link even my ancestors would be shamed especially my alcoholic grandfather it's like you know he would probably drink triple the amount of i could just before like for lunch anyways so we went back to my place right recovering and we watched infamous tuck game rule between the pats and the oakland raiders Right. Like, I remember because we had to, like, look up the rule. Like, Beardsley asked us to look up this rule, right? And, like, how Brady uh, kind of got this call for him, and they win the game. It wasn't a Super Bowl game. It was, I think, finals or something. And they went on to win that Super Bowl. But uh, that was the worst one. Yeah, I don't, I don't drink uh, so much now, and probably for very obvious reasons. You know, and again, I'm sure there's people who've drunk way more than me and had way more blackout, crazier blackout stories. Oh, yeah. Just remembering uh, Bob doing the old thinker in Spain, just sitting on a curb. Yeah. You know, fist to forehead. Or getting, you know, passing out in uh, the Central Academic Building at the U of A and picked up by Campus 5.0 and thrown in a drunk tank for a night. So, I've had a few adventures. In any case, thank you very much for listening. Dennis, I hope you're not laughing too hard. If not, you should be laughing harder. I will catch you all on the next one.